splash, splash, splash your sass, splash your sass, hey with A, me, Quinn, Lee, splash your sass, starting now with A, me, Quinn, Lee, go. What up, fools? Welcome to the Splash of Sass podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley, and today we are here to recap Jeff Lewis Live for the week of September 18th to September 22nd. And just a disclaimer, of course, we know that Shane Douglas is there year-round. That is, until, <laughs> until they debut his new show on the Jeff Lewis channel, and it's just called Shout Out Shane. <laughs> and people just call in, and the whole time he's just like, they're like, hey, Shane, it's Emily. And he's like, shout out, Emily. Hey, Shane, it's Gina. Shout out, Gina. Hey, Shane, it's your mom. Shout out, mom. What up, bitch? Just kidding. Shane would never be so disrespectful. That's mean. Okay, so, um... Yeah, let's start with the Monday show. We had Miss Jennifer Tilly, silly little Tilly out in Piccadilly. All right, so um, they talk about how much better Jennifer Tilly is at doing Sirius XM promos. So I guess she has a show too. Everybody gets a fucking show around there, except for some. Of us. Uh, just kidding. Okay, so um, Jeff wanted to know, how does Jennifer memorize scripts? Like, how do you do it? Uh, how do you do your job, ma'am? It's the same that people come to you, Jeff, and they're like, how do you design this place? How do you see how this shack could turn into a mansion? And he's like, I just fucking do, all right? And that's how actresses and actors feel about scripts. They just can. They just do memorize it. Or they just write it on the wall like Jennifer taught us. She taught us some tricks of the trade. And yeah, cue cards are definitely a thing. So um, Jeff was having trouble with his own SiriusXM promo and memorizing some lines. And so Shane repeats it. He was like, yeah, Jeff was really struggling with this one line. Like, listen to holiday music now on SiriusXM. And... Jeff like kept on being like, listen to Christmas songs now, bitch. And they were like, no, Jeff, that's not what we said. Like it's these line, this one line. And he's like, oh, sorry, sorry. Um, okay, go sing a Christmas carol, you fucking Scrooge. And they're like, what are you saying? What? Like, that is not what we just told you to say. He's like, I'm literally telling you exactly what you're telling. I'm saying the line back to you correctly. Like, what do you want from me? And they're like, Jeff, we just want you to say, listen to holiday music now on Sirius XM. And he's like, that's exactly what I'm saying. It reminded me so much of that Friends episode where Phoebe, Phoebe Buffett, no, Phoebe Buffet is trying to teach Matt LeBlanc how to, or Joey, yeah, how to teach French. And she's like, s'il vous plaît, la la la. And he's like, that to be poop about my pants. And they're like, ha 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 ha. The fake studio audience roars in laughter. I just love watching sitcoms and like not cracking a smile the entire time. <laughs> and I'm not even trying. I'm not trying to have resting. It's not bitch face. It's like resting critic face. All right, bitch face. Um, Yeah, but it just really reminded me of that scene. Like Shane is trying to feed Jeff this one line and anything Jeff says is just the opposite. But so Jennifer Tilly's like, oh, Jeff, I understand. It's so hard when you can't improv and you have to memorize things word for word. Like how, how can they expect that from you? And he's like, thank you. I know. 
And I'm like, oh my fuck, Jennifer, did you not just hear Shane? Shane, who actually memorized the line? Like, it was five words. It was five words. Don't give this guy sympathy. Don't cut him a break. No, no, you keep that rope tight to you. Like, no cutting, no cutting. Uh, it just, it was ridiculous. Like, Jeff, come on, come on. You can do it. You can do it. Or maybe you can't. Who am I to know? So Jennifer Tilly then talks about a guy during the Boston Marathon who came in second place, but he also took the subway. He took the subway for half of it. And you can't even get first place, bro. Like, that was my first thought. You take, you cheat and you can't even get first? Lame. Um, but Jennifer was like, I just, I don't understand why you would ever want to celebrate something that you were cheating at. She's very, uh, Sutton Strack is one of her best friends and they're very on par. Like, oh, dee do dee do but I like to have fun too, bitch. You know, she's like, she can be sassy, but uh, lady. Yeah. Um, so I don't think she knows who she was talking to because Jeff was like, ah, I mean, yeah, sometimes I cheat at trivia, but huh, no big deal. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's replay back the receipts. We know that people have been listening to old episodes recently. <clears throat> Chef stew. No, I'm kidding. So uh, he actually hasn't been listening back. That's the issue. We'll get to that much later. Um, but yeah, so Jeff at chump camp. Are you joking me? Are you joking? He was getting so mad. I forget who it was. Probably at everybody, at everybody. Alyssa. Yeah, for not cheating. And she was like, I'm not going to cheat because then I don't feel good about winning. And he's like, fuck that. Win or nothing. Cheaters are eaters. Cheaters are eaters. And they get the big fucking chicken, chicken dinner winner dickin. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait what's <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner? Chicken, chicken, wicken, dickin. <laughs> I need help. Um, all right. So moving on. Ugh, I actually need a deep breath. That's what I need. Um, so Jeff was recounting how he went out to dinner with Shannon Bedore, John Jansen, Taylor Armstrong, and her John. Because apparently you have to be a fucking dirty John to move to the OC. No, I, it's just so weird that like the dirty John thing, it all took place in Orange County. And then all these Orange County women are dating Johns. So I'm sure some of them are clean, but I think we know which one the dirty ones are. Okay, so Jeff was counting drinks and he noticed that Taylor was feeling the effects after about one drink plus the first sip of number two, then she, then it starts to hit her. Whereas Stu, Chef Stu could have about six drinks and not even feel a drop. Okay, so this is my issue. Like the first thing I thought of, I started to get annoyed for Taylor, but then I forgot that they're all rich. They're all so rich that this problem doesn't affect them. But like when you're not a big drinker and you hang out with people that are, and you all go out for dinner and stuff. Like if I was to go out with a chef stew and we're all a couple's dinner like that, six of them, I am sure Jeff picked up the bill. He loves to do that shit. But if I was the one to get one drink and then your boyfriend's over there and he's like eight, eight fireballs deep. I don't even, I don't, I don't know. Jack and Coke. Uh, like it's just not fair. It's not fair. Why do I have to pay so much more when even like if sometimes going out with just you and a friend, like you're obviously not gonna like 
itemize things or whatever, you know, you're just going to split it at the end. So you go drink for drink, like you end up with two drinks, but sometimes I only wanted one, but then I'm like, I'm not paying for this bitch's margarita and I'm not going to get a little more to now I have to get an extra shot of tequila in me to like calm down my nerves. Cause I'm all fucking riled up knowing I have to pay. And that's what it's like to have a fucking petty ass brain, but I'm moving past it. We're moving past Emma. That's one of the luxuries of being rich that they don't even fucking notice is that they, their friends can binge drink around them and they can pick up the bill and it's not even a drop in the ocean. There's not even a drop in the glass by the time Stu leaves that bar. Um, okay. Love you, Stu. So then Jeff Lewis tells this story of Shannon and John Jansen being invited to drinks with Stanley Tucci. <laughs> All right, so they, like, want us to feel bad that some guy pretended to be Stanley Tucci and Shannon fell for it and went out to dinner with this fool. And you're like, oh, did he DM her? Like, how did, what do you mean? Like, how did she get tricked into this? No, she actually met him. She met him in person before dinner. So, like, babe, that's on you. If you can't tell... <laughs> wouldn't you think other people if Stanley Tucci actually came to up to approach you don't you think that other people would be approaching him don't you think he'd be noticed too like there should have been warning signs but that just shows that she was in her own Shannon bubble and really thought Stanley Tucci gave a fuck but um yeah it turned out to be false the important thing about this story okay so it's always been brought up this season of Real Housewives of Orange County that John Jansen seems to be a star fucker he shannon's a star and he likes to fuck her so um yeah like he just really likes the clout and celebrity life so during this story that jeff was saying he was like you know shannon had to convince john to go out that night to go meet up with stanley gucci the fake stanley fucci the fake stanley tucci and you know i'm like uh, dr fauci and stanley fucci go out enter a <laughs> Dr. Fauci, Stanley Fucci, and Shannon Bador walk into a bar. And one of them does not make it home without going to the police station first. But um bum not oh too soon to joke about. Um oh, all right. Good noted. Noted. Um yeah so John, the way that Jeff was telling the story, he's like, John Jansen was like, no, no, Shannon, I don't want to go out. But then Shannon dragged John out and he finally, and whatever. And then I was like, are you joking? Are you joking me? So let's listen to what the actual girls on the RHOC are saying, which is that John loves the clout. So I think that John is very smart. Clearly we find out he's already retired and staying out till 3 a.m. A lot of nights, allegedly. I don't know. Um, So... For John, I feel like it was a mind fuck. Like, I feel like he was using reverse psychology to be like, oh my God, Shannon, no, I do not want to go meet an A-list celebrity, Stanley Tucci, at the Montage Resort, this five-star luxury hotel. Like, how dare you ask me to spend my evening doing that? I think he really is a genius. And it, that was like really good reverse psychology. But I see through that shit, John. A bullshitter knows a bullshitter, okay? And you're smelling a little... <laughs> stanky smell a little stanky and it ain't the stank surrounding your girlfriend right now but yeah so let's talk about shannon bedore's dui for a moment i talked about it on my last podcast didn't mean to but it, it happened to come up um but then you know i really am trying to uh have grace with this and try to think about it if it was my own mom or like somebody i know you know a 
DUI is obviously humiliating in any town because you think that you're a piece of shit. And then everyone in your town thinks that you're a piece of shit. And now you turn into Shannon shitstorm Bador instead of Shannon Storm's Bador. You don't want to ever add the shit into the storm. So, but of course we all make mistakes. Yeah. And so the good news is like, sure society loves to watch a fellow human spiral. <laughs> no, it's awful, but it's, it's definitely not one of our shining qualities as a species, let us say, but surprisingly, you know, good does outweigh evil eventually, eventually slight, very slightly too. But, um, so another quality that humans possess is we absolutely love a comeback. Okay. We love to root for the comeback kid. You have to come back, not as a kid. Like, you got to grow. You got to grow a lot from this. You got to be the comeback adult, the comeback woman. Because, yeah, again, if it was somebody I know, I would have, I would be like, this isn't going to define everything about you, but it is a defining moment in your life. And we'll get to it at the end of this episode, but I have a, I have more thoughts on how seriously I think it's being taken. Okay, so moving on to the Tuesday episode, we had Adam Wright and Megan Weaver. So we start off with a monologue from Adam. Hmm. Okay. Uh, we learn about his life, I don't know, as Pop-Tart Boy, uh, who grows up to be a world-renowned comedian podcaster. YouTube renowned. I don't know. Um, it was a bit as Megan subtly put it. Boring, boring. No, it was so fascinating to hear his childhood rants. <laughs> as if I'm one to talk. I do that shit all the time. Uh no, and, and it really picked up as we went along. So yeah. Um Krista called Jeff Fat. That happened. That was a thing. Krista, Jeff's BFF, all of a sudden. No, they've always been friends, and they had a falling out. Then they got back together. They fell back in, and then they decide to fall out with Heather, and then eventually they'll all fall together and just fall down a giant rabbit hole of life. Um. So, yeah, Krista called Jeff fat. In the most genius way possible, mind you. Mind you. Um. She went up to him at a party, and she... <laughs> she goes... Hey, Jeff, would you let me know if I was getting fat? And Jeff was like, I mean, yeah, sure, I guess. And Chris was like, great, I'm going to do the same for you. And you're starting to look like Tim Allen in the Santa Claus. Like your belly is just busting through those clothes and you're embarrassing to be around. I don't want to be seen with you. So put the fucking fork down. I'm kidding. I'm again, I think it's something in the air. Like I feel like we've all just been overeating. I think we're we're um getting ready for winter, right? We're just like st we're little squirrels just storing those nuts inside of our cheeks. Um so ew, nuts in the cheek, nuts in the cheek, fucking all nut with your beak 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 beak. All right. So um I just love how genius it was. Like, if you have an issue with somebody, the way to frame it is to be like, if I go to a friend and I'm like, hey, so if I was being a massive bitch, would you tell me? And she's like, yeah, great. I'm going to let you know that you're being a fucking cunt. Love ya to my friends. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's just really smart. It's just so smart because you never know how to broach those subjects. So to frame it as if like, oh, if this was my issue, would you would you tell me? Great, then I'm gonna tell you. Um, so then moving on, Jameson and Frank are trying to come up with a couple costume for Halloween. 
because we are six weeks out and we've been talking about Halloween for the past six weeks. Like, it's just okay. We'll get there eventually. But they do want an interracial theme costume. So, yeah, I guess it takes some planning. I didn't like any of the options he came up with. I don't even remember. I like uh, Seal and um, Hillary Swank sitting next to Hillary Swank, smelling like dank. Um, no, wait, what? Who? No, what? Who? Heidi Klum, Heidi Klum and Seal. Uh, but I was actually thinking, what about Hey Arnold? Hey Arnold, move it, football head. Um, but J- uh, Frank could be Gerald. Yeah, and then Jameson could either uh, he could be Arnold if he wants to. I could see that with like the plaid and the sweater. I could see that in like tights. I think I think Arnold wore tights with like a plaid. I think Jameson would like that costume actually. It'd be very comfy, very comfy. But I could also see Jameson playing the brain, playing brain, not from Pinky and the Brain, but Brain was the guy who, he was obsessed with Helga G. Pataki, and anytime she'd start confessing her love, all of a sudden he'd hear heavy breathing behind her, like, (sighs) kind of like Jeff when he sleeps that night, and so Helga would just, like, punch behind the air behind her, and Brain would always, she'd punch his glasses out. So Jameson could also play Brain. That would work. Um, okay, so then Adam, what's his name? Adam Ray. Love you, Adam. He went on this big rant. I love how Jeff has a random podcaster on that Kian loved. He's like, oh, Kian thought you were hilarious, so you get a spot on the show, kid. Like, oh, is that what it takes, Jeff? Is that what it takes one of your employees to fucking find you funny? Well then, fuck your employees. Sorry, love you guys. All right, so um, yeah, Adam, he went on a rant about how hard it is to be successful and to make it in the biz, and how Steve Carell and Lisa Kudrow they both almost quit the business, but then I don't know, they got married and became successful or something. No, the minus the marriage part, but it was just like Adam was just like telling story after story about all these people who tried so hard and then were finally about to take their horse and buggy back to Ohio and then suddenly they got the deal of a lifetime. Um, but my favorite thing about all of this was Jeff Lewis's reaction, which after Adam's talking about all these hardships. And again, we're just hearing everything that he's had to do to become so blah, blah, blah. Jeff literally says nothing. Once, (laughs) once Adam stops talking, Adam's like, and I finally made it. And Jeff literally acknowledges nothing, acknowledges nothing about it and switches the subject to something way more important, way more important. The Weaver family reunion. Come on. The siblings. The Weaver sibs. The Weaver sibs. It kind of sounds like I'm saying like the wiener cyst. The cyst on your wiener. No, it's Megan Weaver. Oh my God. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. I'm just going to move on from this. So Adam Ray then uh, flew Spirit Airlines once and he complained that they didn't even serve food. They didn't even serve the audacity, the audacity of a plane to not feed you. I will spare you all hearing my rant again about airplane food, but lest us not forget, lest us not forget how close proximity the bathroom is to any place where there's food on that vessel, okay? Any place where they're storing food or drinks right next to everything when the door opens, shit spray is still flying everywhere. Yeah, so just think about that. You literally have somebody's farts being melted into your chicken pot pie that Spirit Airlines is supposed to make you. Like, what the fuck? That's the life you want to live, Adam Ray? Okay. 
Um, so, but at least he's not on Southwest, it, God forbid, because then he talks shit about Southwest Airlines, which Megan Weaver loves. And I was like, preach, thank, thank you, Megan. And Adam was like, ew, you like Southwest and you just admitted that? Never in your life tell anybody you said that. Just like Jeff did that to Oscar. Ew, you marched in a band? Never fucking tell anybody in your life you said, all right, Adam and Jeff, how about your face? You look like that? Never in your life show anybody yourself again. Like, what the fuck? Let people live, all right? And then, no, 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 this was the best part. Okay, cut to Adam telling us how he gets so much social media clout, like what draws in all of his listeners, gets him the most interaction, the most likes and all that shit that is so important to some, um, is when he posts pics of strangers getting on an airplane and then compares them to celebrities, but with a twist. So, for example, one man looked like the hypnotist version of Lance Armstrong. He looked like Lance Armstrong, but like into like psychedelic shit. I don't know. So Adam blasts this guy's pick to all of his followers and called him Trance Armstrong instead of Lance. Trance. Which, by the way, Jeff thought he said trans and thought that was hilarious. I'm like, oh my God. Um, yeah. Uh, Adam, Adam, you're a comedian. You're a comedian. Okay. Interesting. Trance Armstrong. The, all right. Um, the fact that your favorite game is to post innocent people like this, you're the reason why I fucking hate society. You are the reason you're the reason why people become hermits and build houses on the side of California cliffs. Did you guys see that? There's a whole article about this like hermit that not a hermit crab, but like an actual hermit man, a hermit man, probably a crabby man, a hermit crabby man who is living on the side of a fucking mountain in California on like driftwood as the waves crash into him. And they don't even know what jurisdiction he's in because they're like nobody owns that cliff because it's so dangerous like no no one even knows what it is where it got where it came from except i guess mother nature so ew mother nature's vagina she birthed it out um but don't put that on bravo television or you might get sued well just don't talk shit about it you know don't talk shit about what mother earth's vagina looks like as she's birthing out a cliff if you have no idea what i'm talking about then you don't know jeff motherfucking lewis Love ya. All right. So um, all I'm saying is that for Adam Ray to think it's hilarious to post strangers pictures and then make fun of them online when they are just innocent in this world trying to get from point A to point fucking B without being blown up on some tools fucking Snapchat. Like it's just so obnoxious. It's a, it's so reminiscent of that model who like took a picture of a naked lady in a gym and she got sued for it in the locker room because it's like, yeah, why are you fucking posting that? Like let people live again. Like it is just so obnoxious to me that people film strangers in public for their own class. Like, it's just so lame. You're, it's just lame, but nice getting to know you, Adam. All right, moving on to Thursday's episode. We had Anthony Anderson, Jerry Singleton, and Andrew Coleman. I don't think you could fit one more motherfucking person into that studio because... I'm shocked they even had enough mics over there. Like, I, I yeah, I just, I didn't even know who was talking half of the time, honestly. 
So uh, we talk about the olive trees for the. Well, can we ever have Anthony on and not talk about the olive trees? No. Great. Okay. Good to know. Um, but really, it's a shame that Jeff killed so many of them because Anthony probably could have used some of those branches to extend to his ex-wife. Yes, I'm sure she would love an olive branch right about now because all they did was talk about his finalized divorce. According to TMZ report delivered by Shane Hilton, Shane, what's Shane's last name? Douglas. Oh my, oh my, wow. That's like a mini stroke for me because I literally have to type it every single day. Actually, not anymore. Oh, wow. I love this new format. All right. Yeah. Shane just felt very Perez Hilton in the beginning. So I wasn't hating it. And I'm sure Anthony's ex-wife won't be hating her settlement payment. Hopefully. I hope they all live amazing lives. All right. So then we talk about white people stuff again. I don't know. Jeff had to remind Anthony that last time he told us if you grill, like if you're not smoking a blunt while you're cooking your hamburgers, then it's not official barbecue. It's not official barbecue. You got to smoke and grill at the same time. No, I'm just kidding. I think you have to like smoke it out. You got to smoke, you got to smoke the meats or whatever. Okay. So white people don't know how to grill or we don't know how to barbecue. We do know how to grill. We don't know how to barbecue and we like to use loofah or we don't use loofahs. Oh my God. I can't even keep track of what I'm supposed to not, I don't know how to grill or use a loofah. So there you go. But, um, Jeff asked Anthony for advice if Jameson should get anything else for his boyfriend, Frank, to make him more comfortable. Because if you forgot, Frank and Jameson are in an interracial relationship. Um, Anthony tells Jameson, get Frank hot sauce. Make sure your fucking house is stocked with hot sauce. And he even says, Anthony's like, I mean, I don't know what kind he likes, but just make sure you got the hot sauce. And I was like, what? And then they start naming hot sauces. And I'm like, what the fuck, you guys? How has no one mentioned that Frank already has a hot sauce? He has one of the most iconic hot sauces in all of America. America, okay? It's called Frank's Hot Sauce. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, Frank already has a hot We know what Frank wants. He wants his own sauce. Give him the sauce. But I guess I don't they wanted him to slap his mom instead. They want I don't they wanted Frank to meet Jameson's mom and knock her the fuck out. They were like, oh my god, you just you gotta make him knock your mama out and send her to the ER. Motherfuckers. No, um, I'm just actually think I'm a little aggressive at this moment. And like I was just watching Wrestlers on Netflix. It's a documentary, and like it's supposed to be a step below WWE, like the minor leagues for wrestling. And two things happen on it. One of the storylines is that the mom and daughter they like want to fight each other the whole time. So I think that's fresh in my mind. <gasps> Look at me. Am I making excuses right now? Oh my god. We know that we don't like people making excuses for inexcusable behavior but um no that series is crazy it's a docu docu series and also i won't spoil it but i will <laughs> i'm gonna spoil a little um so i won't tell you who but somebody has a seizure on the show and i have never in my life seen anything like that unfold and it was they show every it was crazy so watch it watch it you're in for a great time all right, moving on to Dave and Buster's. So Jeff and Monroe have been three times now, maybe more. They've already won a drone, a remote control car that they smashed into. They got into a car accident of their own. Jeff and Monroe. Oh my God, look at them. Everybody's just smashing up cars in Cali. No, but this is the problem with rich people at everyday stores, okay? No, no, no. I... 
think I've had like five mini strokes this episode. No, no, no. Jeff, I just had an epiphany. Jeff Lewis is pulling a Bethany Frankel. Jeff Lewis is pulling a Bethany Frankel. He is totally cosplaying as a normie right now. That's why this is bothering me so much. Because he will not stop bringing up Dave and Buster's. Now, I fucking love D&Bs. Do not get me wrong. Don't ever tempt me with a good time. But Jeff is over there buying up the drones and the remote control cars and all this stuff. And he claims that he bought them with points but he also said that he wants the remote helicopter next time and said it's only $60 he said the dollar value so that means he asked because sometimes he'd probably rather pay for the dollar value than use actual points from whatever so he it's and his obsession with fast food too he's it's so Bethany Frankel going into TJ Maxx or Red Lobster wherever and being like oh my god this thing that everyday people do this is so cute like I'm sure that there's luxury arcades, right? There must be like luxury entertainment centers or whatever for rich people of Los Angeles. So the fact that Jeff is going where all of us regulars go, all of us normies, fucking storm in the beach of normie land, and there's always kids there and they always like want they want the drones and they want the remote control cars and all of that and but it takes them years if they ever even work up to that and then here jeff lewis comes running in with monroe like ah oh my god we can play a million games because this shit feels like the dollar store to me and so they're racking up all these points or jeff's paying the prize guy under the table and they're leaving with all of these goods so then all of the normie kids are watching this go down and they're like I want to be like them why can't I be I want to be why what why would uh well I've been working all day at this fucking whack-a-mole whacking alligator and I have 20 tickets right now and they just they've been here for one hour and they just left with half of the prize stand because Jeff is a fucking he's cosplaying and going into these normal ass places and pretending like he's it's I can't I can't I'm not saying that like she can't like not saying that you have to be if Jeff wants to go to Dave and Buster's all the time. Great. Have fun. Go give them business. Sure. I love it. But the way that he talks about it is if it's like the most fascinating thing in the world, that's the Bethany Frankel aspect to go to, again, a normal place for the rest of us and pretend like it's the cutest, most like crazy place you've ever been to. Like, oh, my God, how adorable. Dave and Buster's was here the whole time. Ugh. Ugh. All right, so, um, and the obsession with fast food. It's like, I go to Carl's Jr. all the time. I'm so relatable. I go to Chili's. I'm so relatable. And then it's like, oh, really? Where did you go when you're with your actual friends? Yeah, like, Nobu back VIP corner. Yeah, all right. So, um, during this whole episode, okay, Anthony and Jerry, <laughs> I know that they're best friends, but their laughs, their laughs are so similar. Okay, this episode turned into, like, bird watching for me it was like the human version of bird watching because I was trying to like pick up on which laugh was which and trying to listen to the cadences in their book to tell who was talking at once so instead of bird watching though it was like laugh watching it was like all I was doing was trying to listen to that laugh and like that because what they were both like ha 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 but then one's like a, oh, ah, oh. one adds in like an extra breathy thing I think it's Jerry 
All right. So moving on, Anthony has a house full of lights, the house of lights. And he was telling the story, which Jeff and Andrew, they all did as the part of the design. And basically it feels like a bunch of floodlights, like a stadium. And it all just turns into like one spotlight. They're all turned in to face one particular spot in the backyard and the design everyone was telling him like anthony you got to see the lights you got to see the lights go stand out in your backyard so he's out there like waiting for them to turn on but nothing's happening and then all of a sudden all the lights at once they just turn on it was like out of um christmas vacation national lampoon where all of a sudden they plug in all the christmas lights and then it turns on so bright that it like knocks his neighbors out or something um yeah except in this case anthony <laughs> was in his backyard underneath a giant fluorescent spotlight feeling like he was making a prison break from his own house from his own house i just loved hearing him tell the story it's hilarious to picture him like all of a sudden like frozen in the backyard and like a possum posed just the same on the other side like about to reach into his trash can everybody in the backyard freezes all of the creatures um wait oh my that would be a scene out of a kid's movie or it can be any movie but okay a dog pooping. Ew. Sorry, I know. It's going to come full circle. Okay, a dog pooping. Have you ever made eye contact driving by, walking by, whatever, with a dog pooping? Like, they look so embarrassed, as they should. Like, you got, you're disgusting. You're literally, like, you're comfortable enough to look me in the eye as you take a shit? Yeah, you should have that humble look upon your face, sir. What the fuck? Get out of here. Um, And they, like, crouch all weird. Like, they look like their body is, like, actually convulsing and they're gonna like start vomiting at the front as they're shitting at the back i don't i just dogs are weird but how hilarious if in a movie all of a sudden they turn they, the kids are in the house whatever and they think something scary is happening outside and they hear rustling out there and all of a sudden they turn on all the floodlights and the spotlight just turns right onto this dog pooping with his face he's all like convulsed up and he's just like a giant shit is coming out of him and he's just like meow meow isn't that the noise dogs make? All right, moving on to the Thursday episode of JLL. We had Pej Vidot and Carney Wilson. So Monroe made an announcement last night. She has officially changed her mind about the mural, and she no longer wants Sparky the Clown to draw mermaids. No, wait, but that didn't, announcement didn't come yet, but it is coming. I promise you it's coming. Um, Because, again, Jeff is having Monroe design something for... 10 months into the future kids work in cat years they grow way faster than that like she's gonna be so over it but yeah back to halloween so she changed her mind instead of being a butterfly she now wants to be a devil which is great news because they can save some money and don't need to buy a costume no i'm kidding oh my god i'm kidding how dare i call a six-year-old the devil i was a devil at that age and still now um but and then she changed her mind again and already wants to be a superhero so yeah i would just already cancel sparkles the clown i just i wouldn't even ha bother you can get like decals that you can uh, no i guess it's really nice that you're supporting an artist how dare i oh my god i'm trying to take away work from this beautiful painter like oh i'm so sorry but yeah the mermaids are gonna be out um all right, so then Jeff had fast food for the 182nd day in a row. Again, because he's so relatable. Huh? Um, and Carney Wilson had to go get an ultrasound because she's been eating too much. And I'm just like, what the? This is what I'm saying. We're just in like a phase of eating too much. 
or at least we are. I'm with them and I'm on, I'm, but I'm reeling it in. We're on the up and up. I do wonder though, if Jeff has ever seen Heavyweights, Heavyweights, that movie is so fucking iconic. It's easily in my top three movies ever. If you haven't seen it, you got, you gotta tonight. Tonight's the night. But yeah, I feel like I could be cast in the remake right about now. So um, then Jeff talks about a nutritionist who told him that beans are useless. Beans are useless. Beans, beans, such a useless fruit. The more carny eats, the more carny toots. The more carny toots, the better she sings. So fuck all your beans and go eat onion rings. Um, wait, <laughs> Jeff is actually right about this, though. Like, beans are useless. I'm sure other nutri- people will say otherwise, but I've heard that multiple times from nutritionists. But Carney was not having it. She's like, "What? who the fuck told you that? And Jeff was like, um, she's actually kind of a famous nutritionist. Like, she's pretty well-respected in her field. And Carney was like, oh, my God, I thought you said fat at first. I thought you said she was a fat nutritionist. I was like, what the fuck? And Oh my God. But I will just say I had a nutrition teacher in high school and she was at least over 300 pounds, I would probably say. And so it was a little awkward because she was the nicest. I loved her. She's in my top three favorite teachers, hands down. But it was also a little awkward to like have somebody be teaching you nutrition when it's like, oh, those who can't do teach. All right. Now we get why you're a teacher. I should be a teacher. You just have to, you just teach things you don't have to do. Teach, don't do. You don't have to lead by example. They don't see you out of school. They don't know your fucking life. Just don't get a DUI on the weekend and yeah, you'll be a fine example. All right, so um, let's move on to today, the Friday episode of JLL. We had Taylor Armstrong. And that is all because Chef Stew canceled himself. Actually, Jeff canceled him. Um, yeah, so Chef Stew's not on air today. He is in timeout for, we won't get into it, just some petty ass shit. He tried Jeff and yeah, he found out. Fuck around and find out. But I actually would have loved to have Stu on only because he's never on. And I love an Irish accent. I Top of the morning to you, Stewie. Don't mention any DMs today and maybe you'll make it on to live radio. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I'm actually glad, though, that Jeff canceled him because Jeff would have been in a mood the whole fucking time towards him. And no, we we don't need that pettiness. So good call. Um, now, Taylor, Taylor Armstrong needs a promotion because she is currently just a friend of on The Real Housewives of O.C., And so she was only brought out for like a little bit of the reunion and she wanted to say more, but then they just shoot her off the stage. Shoo, shoo. I guess it's better than getting booed off the stage. I'd rather get shooed than booed. But my question is, why did they shoot the reunion already? We still got a few episodes to go on RHOC. You still never know what can happen. And now we're going to have to scrap all that footage. Scrap that footage. We need a redo. We need two things redone. We need Taylor on screen the whole time because she's a fucking star and we love her. And then we need Miss Shannon Bedore answering to everybody that wants to ask her a question because Jeff said she wants to take accountability, right? She wants to take accountability. Great. Then we have some fucking questions for you, (laughs) ma'am. Uh, yeah, but I guarantee what they're actually going to do is they're going to wrap up the reunion and then they're going to do like that black screen. And then it's going to be like three weeks later, dot, dot, dot. And then we're going to catch up. 
So Shannon Bador has to stay at other people's houses because she can't walk Archie right now. The dog that she had in the car while she was driving drunk and smashed into another house. Um, yeah, because her house in Newport Beach is just so public. The paparazzi are everywhere. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. So if that was something to make us like feel bad, look, the good and bad of fame, right? It's the good and bad of fame. And for a lot of things like that are out of your control, this is something that was in Shannon's control. Like the paparazzi is normally never standing outside her house because of her actions. Now the paparazzi are in front of your house. So yeah, that you, you lose, we talked about, you get to lose some privileges when you make bad decisions. But Jeff is so proud of her. Jeff is so proud of Shannon because she's going to therapy, ther- therapy, not rehab, not rehab or inpatient treatment, anything. No, just some heavy therapy, you know, like a couple where you're like, they just need to have sex. They just need to have sex. They like, go all the way. But instead, they're just stuck on heavy petting. And you're like, heavy petting will never cut it. You've got to go all the way and get fucked. Yeah, you got to go all the way to rehab. I don't think heavy therapy is going to cut it. But okay, uh, who am I to judge? Who am I? A podcaster with opinions. Um, No, and honestly, it's great that her family and friends are proud of her for taking um, such accountability that she's willing to go to therapy therapy for that's what she needs but you do need you do need people in your corner when you're going through times like this so I am happy that she has friends but Jeff's argument that he's never seen or known Shannon to drink and drive what the (laughs) oh my god a few things about this all right first of all which one of your friends are gonna be like oh my god you know what I did last night got shit faced and drove home best night ever like nobody fucking says that nobody says and if they do then yeah that's all right um but Jeff like no offense you live in why would this be offensive I take it back all the offense no um you live in Los Angeles she lives in Newport Beach like yeah you guys hang out every now and then but you're not on a daily hangout basis with her like you don't sure you don't see her driving on the times that you guys hang out because normally you're bringing her into LA for your show and you're putting her up at a hotel and you're probably buying her an Uber from the restaurant to her like you always make sure she's taken care of and whatever so we don't know what she does but again as I said on last podcast you don't become comfortable enough to drink and drive and bring your dog in the car unless you've done it multiple times before so there we go with that um and then and then jeff blames john jansen oh my god jeff must have gone to yoga this morning because it was quite the stretch um so jeff says that john was successful enough to retire and go to bed when he wants which happens to be very late john likes to stay up and drink and do all that so shannon at 60 years old chooses to stay up till 3 a.m. with her boyfriend drinking and hanging out with friends because she's just such a people pleaser. She's just such a people pleaser. Oh my God. So, so she's just trying to make him happy. I wish I could have an hour with Shannon and be real for real, real for real. Isn't that her company name? Like the real, 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 the real for real, whatever. But I've never met somebody who tries to hide their life more. And I know people like this. Like, I know people like Shannon. Some of them are so fucking amazing and like some of the best people. And 
they really are just people pleasers that want to be loved and they are willing to hide things and cover things up. But there's a fucking line. And if you can't take responsibility and say, I don't like to stay up till 3 a.m. I have a job. I need to get up in the morning. I can't be drinking this much. Then yeah, that's the choices that you should be making and find yourself a man that goes to bed by 8 p.m. God fucking damn it. Like, who sees that I go to bed at 8? Like, you play with fire, you're gonna get burned. You choose to stay out late and make bad decisions because you want your frat bro boyfriend to like you? Okay, well, yeah, you're the one that's gonna end up with a DUI, so... Cash me aside. How about that? Yeah, maybe I shouldn't be the one to talk to her. Maybe I shouldn't sit down with her because <laughs> I just, I'm not seeing the accountability that everyone, Jeff keeps saying. Oh, and then Jeff drops this line that Ubers can get expensive. Huh, <laughs> Ubers can get expensive, he says. So sometimes drink, sometimes drink and drive, kids. If, you know, you did nine out of ten ubers then you can drive on that last time what the actual fuck what the i don't give a fuck how expensive they are jet like that was a gross comment that was gross um honestly like luann deliceps okay she took so much more accountability and i feel like she got held to the fire and she broke into the wrong hotel room like oh wow someone had to have let her in by the way her key wouldn't have worked so that was harmless shannon harmful shannon's situation very harmful so she should have fucking called up Luann and gotten the blueprint. Gotten the blueprint on what to do when you have to get a fingerprint done at the police station. And Luann, because I keep on hearing the comparison of like Real Housewives, DUIs, whatever. But like Luann was one of those people who always had fun drinking on screen, always good time, whatever. Shannon has always been a messy drinker. Like people have been worried about her for years. They talked about this on the show for years that she binge drinks, makes bad decisions, all of that. So like... Drinking and making bad decisions, that wasn't a one-time thing. That's not a one-off. And it's clearly an unhealthy pattern that can lead to disaster. So I guess the less riled up Jeff is about it, the more it makes me disappointed in both of them. It's just like, if you, Jeff, if you were ever in a situation with a drunk driver, heaven forbid, your child's in a car with you, like, you would have such a different outlook on all of it. And I just feel like to be like, oh, she's going to get heavily pet in therapy. Like, she's just going to go get some heavy petting done in therapy. No, that's not, that's not what we're, that's not called accountability. Okay. Like, when I said in the beginning of the episode that, like, Shannon has such an opportunity to make a huge comeback, um, yeah, heavy therapy, that's not what I'm talking about. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. You're gonna have to say goodbye to Archie for a little bit, who you put at grave danger that night, along with many other people, and probably cause, tr I would, if I was in that house and somebody smashed, even if it was just my front yard, they smash into my front yard, like, that is so jarring, and now every fucking second I would keep on thinking someone else is going to smash into my house like there's so many repercussions to these actions and again you want to be a celebrity and have all the good that comes with being a celebrity get all the endorsements all the fame all the people loving you all that great well when you make a horrible horrible fucking decision and everybody starts to turn on you like you're gonna have to face the music face the fucking music la 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 and again I would have never come down on Luann Deliceps like this because I feel like she instantly took so much accountability so whatever people 
PR campaigns being run in California. I'm not buying it. I am not buying it. All right, moving on to Aurora and Lily. So Aurora showed up for work at 7 a.m. to Chateau Lewis and was already out walking the dog when Lily showed up. So because they both thought that they were supposed to be at work at 7 a.m. And I was like, oh, shit. Like Aurora really is proving herself because she's already halfway through her first task of the day before Lily even walked through the door. So I think Aurora deserved to stay for the day. Um, No, but Lily showed up and Aurora's like, oh, my God, I just realized I'm not supposed to be here till one. And Jeff is like, so I told her, go sit in the guest room or do what go do whatever. But like, hide your face because. You obviously, you're not going to drive home to Orange County at this point and then come back for one. And I was like, why, why not? Why, wait, I'm so confused right now. Like, why the fuck not? Even at, say OC is a half an hour drive, even if it's an hour drive. Okay, so if you get there at 7 a.m., then an hour there, 8 a.m., then 9 a.m., okay, that means you have four hours at home. Four hours at home. And that's only if it is an hour drive. I don't know. I don't know how long it is. So, I would, even if I had an hour lunch break and it was a 20 minute drive home I would and 20 minute drive back, then I would only spend 20 minutes at home. I would still choose to go home. I would always choose to go home. Even if I just stepped foot into my home, breathe the beautiful air, kiss those gorgeous fucking cats and then step back out. Like that's all I need. I, I just love being home. Does anyone love being home? I don't know. John Jansen doesn't, but Shannon Bedore is going to start. Shannon Bedore needs to find somebody who loves being at home. Uh, that's for sure. So yeah, moral of the story. Everybody makes mistakes. Of course, if that was your, somebody, you know, you would want people to lead with love, right? Okay, sure. I was trying to lead with love. I It's tough love, but we're still leading with love. But at the same time, as a public figure, again, you got to take the good with the bad. So if you're so embarrassed that now I say, all right, everyone have a great weekend. Don't pull a Shannon Bedore. Then you shouldn't have pulled a Shannon Bedore and gotten a DUI, you know, like, and, and fucking Archie justice for Archie. And I hope that you guys all stay fucking safe this weekend. Okay. Do not pull a Shannon Bedore and send love lead with love. We love you, Shan. We wish you a recovery and lots of accountability in your future. Um, okay. I love you all so much. Have the best fucking weekend ever. We will be back on Wednesday with a Pete and Sebastian recap. All right. I love you guys so much. Bye. Splash, splash, splash. Splash, say, splash, say.